Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. What was your initial reaction when you heard that this move was in the works for the Patriots to, to relocate to Hartford? Well, it's a pretty long time ago, and and you know your memory's not as, as good as you'd like, but I I I knew that Kraft was full of beans then, as I do now, and. So when this came out, um, my first instinct was, and I went right to 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 write my column with this, was that he's never going to Hartford. He doesn't want to be the big shot in Hartford. He wants to be the big shot in Boston, and he's all about the Cleek lights and you know the adulation from CBS and the owners box and all that stuff. And and you just don't get what he what's important to him about this. You don't get in Hartford, and. So I know that the day after the news broke that they were going to do it, uh, I, I wrote a column which was across the front of the page one of the Boston Globe saying he's never going there, and um, and I stuck by it. Was a, it was an easy call for me, and I remember, you know, insulting Hartford, calling Hartford America's file cabinet, and and um, and then subsequently we, I remember going down there when the state legislature. They had a vote of some sort, and I went down with a couple of our reporters for the day. And you know, there was a guy with a Patriot helmet on on the floor of the chamber, and I mean, it was it was hideous. It was just so easy to make fun of them, and uh, and and I did for sure the whole way. Never took it seriously. Everything around this whole situation was political. What was it? What were the feelings back in Massachusetts? You know, for those politicians who didn't seem to be doing enough at the time to keep the team or was it more along the lines you know of popular opinion there if Connecticut wants to throw millions at Kraft uh, so be it and that that's how we're going to lose the team well I mean Finran was a big opponent of Kraft and he you know he's he sniffed him out right away and of course Finran ended up going to jail um it didn't have a decorated ending at all but I, I liked Finran I thought he was way smarter than most of them and uh, that he he was right about what was going on here I mean he didn't you know it was the whole opposition to building the stadium and just the public monies that would be needed for that, for roads and infrastructure or what have you. Because, I mean, Kraft ultimately built his own stadium, which was great. But uh, there were other things that went into it. I remember Finneran making fun of the, the fat-ass millionaires off-ramp and, and for them to get in and access in and out of the thing. And But uh, in the moment, obviously, this was a threat to the fans. The team had been here since 1960, so you're, you know, you're 30 years in, and uh, it was a threat. And I think people had had felt that that threat was dodged when Kraft bought the team from Orthwine because, you know, when Orthwine had it for that short period, that felt like doomed. They they will go to St. Louis. I mean, why would you keep the team? wasn't very good. And uh, I think that, you know, this is why I, I always harp on the notion that uh, Orthwine hiring Parcells in 93 is really what changed everything, uh, not Kraft buying the team in 94 because, uh, Parcells gave him credibility, got people buying tickets, uh, obviously brought in a lot of great players, three or four of them Hall of Famers. And, you know, four years later, they're in the Super Bowl. But Kraft comes in in the middle of that, and and he's he gets credited with rescuing the team, which he certainly did to keep them from going to St. Louis because Orthwine, that was his, his second-best option, I'm sure. So that was good. And then kind of used his leverage. Kraft then used his leverage to uh, – to try to get a stadium built and and this was the this was the threat but i never took it seriously you say how you didn't take it seriously for the general fan 
were they taking it seriously? Did, did they think there was a true threat that this team would move? I my memory is more than more than didn't that that yeah people thought oh my god they're going and uh, <clears throat> I mean that was the announcement and and they had the handshake and with the state legislature and and all the deals cut but things things were were just never nothing went right down there I mean of course I feel I didn't I think Roland ended up in the slammer too I don't know but it was it wasn't good for the people there and. And Mayor Mike from Hartford, he was a good guy. I remember Mayor Mike, uh, after I insulted Hartford by calling it America's file cabinet, uh, he he called me a chia pet, which I thought was pretty good. You know, so it was like it was very petty, you know, back and forth stuff going on down there. And then the site was Adrian's Landing, which immediately the Globe discovered this. This was like a toxic dump of some sort, and it was radioactive. I, I called it like Chernobyl or something. And uh, and then of course we called it Yo Adrian's Landing, which just became known as. So, I mean, there was they were it was like a punchline. This this whole thing down there, and it never felt uh, you know from from the file cabinet thing to Yo Adrian's Landing to Chernobyl to the people wearing football helmets on the floor of the chamber. I mean, it was just a clown show. Was there a part, even once the deal was signed, that that it really hit for you that? You know, this definitely is isn't happening. How long into it, you know, post post that big celebration, you know, in the state capitol, you know, did you get the? It seems like you had the the sense all along it was going to fall apart. But when did you actually realize that this was done? Well, I, I never wavered. I, I think that, and again, I, I don't have the time frame from the time the story broke until the time that uh, they they withdrew that this wasn't going to happen. I don't know how many months that was, and I think you know during that period, I certainly, I'm sure I. I was a little bit wavering about my uh, my prediction that this would not happen because, but but with all the the follies that were unfolding uh, in the process, it it felt more and more like it's not going to happen. But until they make the formal announcement that no, we're we're coming back, we're staying, because um, Bob Kraft likes to be the the hero, the rescuer, but he certainly wasn't in that period when he was moving the team out of here. I mean, and he. He hates that. I mean, he did not want to be a pariah in this community, which he would have been, and uh, that he had no interest in in becoming, you know, what the what the O'Malleys were in, in Brooklyn and, and that that kind of thing. He didn't want to be the guy who moved the Patriots out of not out of New England, but out of Boston, out of Greater Boston. You talk about how it would be to move them out of Greater Boston. Do you, you think the Greater Boston Patriots fan would would have still supported the team or, or rooted for the team if if they had made this move? Well, there was nothing else. So unless someone came in to replace them, I suppose they would have had some support down there. But you know, Hartford is is definitely it's 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 the Mason Dixon line for Boston, New York. I mean, that's where the whole Red Sox split is down there, and and you know, polls have been done, and and which side you grow up on. Because obviously, I mean, the Hartford Current covered the New York Yankees. They had a beat writer for them, as they did for a beat writer for the Patriots. So they were really uh, both territories, and. Uh, Connecticut never part of of New England in terms of like the baseball fan domain because they they were split. Half of them were New York fans and half of them were Red Sox fans. We, we've seen the success of the the Patriots since this uh, new stadium's been built in Foxborough, and, and and I'll get you out of there on on this one. How big was it that the Patriots stayed in, in Foxborough and stayed in Massachusetts? Oh my God! I mean, it's 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 enormous because they just you know football was already probably the most popular sport, but still in our region, up until the Sox won and and you know they sort of jumped the shark after oh three oh four oh five, 
But through that period, they were still the, the number one team because of the drought and the curse and, and the star power that they had in the ballpark. And then they had good new ownership, which has made Fenway look good again. But, uh, you know, to me, once once you had Brady, the Belichick thing, and they win a Super Bowl, and then they keep winning, it just it completely was taken over by the Patriots. And to this day, they we're a Patriot town, we're an NFL town. And, you know, that may go, that may be challenged now that Brady's gone and see how they do. But I don't think, I think the NFL is just so popular that that's irreversible. So, uh, yeah, and, and to have, you know, to have not had them here, it's just hard to fathom. You can make a case, you know, Kraft goes to Hartford, you know, hires Belichick after Parcells, blah, blah, blah. They still draft Brady, all the stuff, and the Hartford Patriots. I don't even remember if they were going to still call the New England Patriots. I, I suppose they would have. I, I, I'm sure that's documented because they still technically would have been the New England Patriots. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you wouldn't have had duck boat parades in downtown Boston and, and just the mania of uh, – and you, would, you wouldn't have Kraft taking bows during Celtics and Bruins games, that's for sure. Right. Dan, I uh, really appreciate the time. Thank you. All right. Take care, man. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.